This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay, and I'm Lynn Trafford presenting Rotary Wheels on behalf of the Rotary Club of Ahariri Sunrise in Napier. This program is kindly sponsored by Dobson's Photo and Camera, opposite the library in Havelock North and in Upper Emerson Street in Napier. Dobson's convert old videotape formats to DVD or digital, and they still print photos from film. Dobson's for all things photographic. With me in the studio today is fellow Rotarian Lynn Anderson from the Rotary Club of Ahariri in Napier. Lynn's club is a sister club of my club, Ahariri Sunrise. Therefore, it is even more special to welcome Lynn Anderson to Rotary Wheels. I first interviewed Lynn in September 2016. Today we're going to discuss quite a different topic, that of Rotary International's seventh area of focus – Protecting the Environment. Lynn Anderson is not only a past president of Roti Club of Ahariri, but she is also a member of the Environmental Sustainability Rotary Action Group and chairs an environmental committee comprising representation from all the five Rotary Clubs in Napier. She is on the National Council of Birds New Zealand, Forest and Bird Napier, Ahariri Estuary Protection Society, a volunteer at the Cape Sanctuary and a Justice of the Peace. We welcome Lynn Anderson to Rotary Wheels. Hello Lynn. Hello Lynn, thank you very much. It's great fun <laughs> to say hello Lynn, hello Lynn. It doesn't happen very often. It's really nice to have you in the studio today. Thank you. Now, I think you joined Rotary about 15 years ago, is that That's right? right, Which yes. club did you join and why did you join, Lynn? I joined the Rotary Club of Ahuriri. And actually, I remember a, a friend invited me to go along one evening and I, I got on the Rotary International website and I remember being absolutely blown away by the boldness of their projects. And I'm thinking, and the Rotary Pathways is another reason why I think that's such a wonderful project. All these pathways we have right through Hawke's Bay. So I was really impressed with that. But also I remember thinking, goodness, this organisation protects world peace and uh, end polio now and these huge projects that really impressed me yeah so that's why I joined that's why you joined and of course as soon as one joins Rotary you're given some sort of a role to do you're put on a committee (laughs) or you're given an area of responsibility or something and then of course inevitably you end up being the treasurer or the secretary or chairing a committee or president that's right, you end up as president. You yes, did. We take turns. That's that a good to thing. You, it didn't rotates. It? Yes. When did you become president, Lynn? Oh, three or four years ago, I think. Yes. The year 2018 yeah, I think to I've 2019. Done most, most roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have your turn. That's right. You? Yes. you have your turn. How about right up front now, in case we forget to do it later, we do an advertisement for your club. When do you meet and where, please, Lynn? We meet at the West Shore Beach Inn on Miani Key in West Shore. We meet on Monday evenings. We start around 5.30 to get together for a drink and uh, fellowship. And then we have a meal served at 6. 
the we have a guest speaker, some really interesting guest speakers, about half past six, and the meeting usually finishes about 7.30 after we've finished our club business. All right, so if anyone's listening today and they fancy joining Rotary and would prefer an evening meeting, if they romp along to West Shore, you'll buy them a drink, won't you? Absolutely. (laughs) As long as all 5,000 don't turn up at the same time, you'll be quite happy to give them a drink. We're here today specifically to talk about Rotary and Rotary's commitment to our environment. Let's talk for a second big picture stuff. In 2020, Rotary International added protecting the environment to the areas of focus that they already support. What were the six areas of focus that they already supported before they tagged an environment? The six areas of focus were promoting peace, fighting disease, uh, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, maternal and child health, supporting basic education and literacy, and growing local economies. All right, so to those really large projects, these are the ones that you first found on the website when you decided to join Rotary, weren't they? They're the big, gutsy things that takes all our effort and all our dollars. They decided, after 100 years of all those, that we were lacking one. Yes, they... uh, We now... We were lacking protecting the environment, and that came. It was a unanimous decision by the Rotary International Board to add that in the middle of 2020. And now all the Rotary's seven areas of focus line up with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. And before we didn't line up with them. Okay, so, but, so now that's it's a, a big complete thing, picture. isn't it? It is, it is. It's a big thing so, because yes. we are still but a service club <laughs> and the United Nations are weeny bit more whipty doo. <laughs> yeah. And they're all intertwined they with are. each other, yes. They are indeed. One of the things that Rotary went on to establish, having done that, added in protecting the environment to that impressive list, one of the things that they also decided was to have their own environmental committee, the Environmental Sustainability Rotary Action Group. Now, this group covers the whole of our Rotary regions of the world as well, it doesn't does. it? There are, there are a lot of Rotary Action Groups um, and they're all aligned with the areas of focus. For example, there's a Rotary Action Group for peace, for microfinance and community development, for water and sanitation, and etc., etc. And so far as I know, anyone can start one up. And the Environmental Sustainability Rotary Action Group, or known as ESRAG for short, um, actually started in 2015. Uh, before protecting the environment was added as a seventh area of focus. Uh, And it has 12 regional chapters in the world, and our chapter is Oceania, which consists of Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. And that's inevitable. That lines up nicely for us as well, doesn't it? That we should focus internally anyway on Oceania and externally on the greater problems and issues associated with our world. Now, that means that from your point of view and from the point of view of others in New Zealand, that we are looking inward to New Zealand. 
Well, and the Pacific. And ISRAG is mostly uh, active in Australia. uh, I've belonged for 18 months now and attended there. They have a chapter meeting every two months, a Zoom meeting with some very good speakers. And the hub of Oceania ISRAG is in Melbourne, Victoria and New South Wales. And they're very keen to get it rolled out more in New Zealand, um, but it's very active there. They have a lot of amazing projects within our uh, area. I I think uh, that's totally understandable, really, when you think of where we are sitting today as regards the environment. Everyone has got that little niggle inside them that are we doing enough to help in this area of the environment or should we be doing more? To, To make you more focused on what you are doing, they set up six areas for you to align your your projects and your goals too. What are those areas that you have to align to? Yes, ISRAG uh, does have six areas of focus itself and it really provides a guide and a, uh, yeah, a basis for any environmental projects. And they are is, uh, biodiversity, protecting our natural biodiversity, a circular economy, that is keeping everything moving, the reuse, recycle, repurpose, etc., trying to prevent things going to the landfill. Uh, this climate is a big one, supporting and developing projects to help protect against the effects of climate change. Food security. Food waste is considered to uh, be a huge problem in the world and, and considered to be 8% to, to produce 8% of the world's methane emissions, which is a warming From food gas. waste. That's criminal, From food really, waste. isn't it? It is. So yes. there's, some, there's some wonderful project in Melbourne, actually, with um, preventing food waste. Uh, pollution is another one. And sustainable living. So by sustainable, they say, having enough for everyone forever. So we really have to change the way we're living, actually, um, quite a lot, because a lot of our systems are not sustainable. Okay. What you have just listed off there, your six areas that you're going to focus on with this committee, they're pretty out there, really. You couldn't say no to any of those, really, could no, you? No, it covers the They're well picture. thought out. Yes, they are. They, they are well thought out. Yes. Are we in New Zealand looking specifically at any of those? I, I know climate change is forever in our media, whether it be the national media or social media, there's always something under our noses about climate change. But also, biodiversity in New Zealand needs a little tweak as well, does it not? Well, it's in a very poor state, actually. And these Wh- are- Why do you say that, Lynn? What's wrong with us? Well, mostly due to loss of habitat and introduced predators, but the our nature really is in crisis, um, and these are forest and bird statistics. And the number of New Zealand's native and endemic animals, they're, our, um, they're found nowhere else in the world except New Zealand. The number of those at risk or endangered, there's 100%, all our endemic frogs, 88% of lizards, 80% of native and endemic birds, 72% of freshwater fish, 46% of plants, and the list goes on. And these, these are all in decline, at risk or endangered. So with our own... Yeah, and 115,000 seabirds are um, estimated to be killed by fishing bycatch each year. So there's a lot of improving we can do at home. 
We don't see enough about this, do we? I mean, we constantly hear about one or two birds or one or two other species that we are supposed to look at and say, oh, that's a shame. How can we deal with this? And we know a lot of work goes into saving the kiwi, etc., but that's that's an awful list, really. It, it and is it's an very awful long. List. And yes, sadly, captive breeding programs have become the new normal, and it's become the new normal that things are so critically endangered that. Um, but why do we it, accept this? We do kind well, of, don't we? Yes, in some ways, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things and trying to. I mean, predator-free New Zealand, for example, is one. Um, that's a big reason why a lot of our uh, endemic animals are and plants um, are at risk and endangered. but And loss of habitat, as I say, they're the big two. So restoring wetlands, planting, plant, plant, plant is one of the most important things we can do. And involve youth uh, to get the young people on board. And get them to understand that what they are doing Absolutely. is actually it will be contributing. Their world. Yeah. It will be their world, and they seem to be really concerned Mm. about what is happening with climate change. But we need to get them a little bit more active, don't we? Helping themselves to help their world. Yes, we do need to help them to get going. But there are a lot of wonderful youth programs too. Yes. Um, And do we do much in Hawke's Bay as regards this? Well, uh, there's a lot of planting projects in Hawke's Bay. I was talking to Biodiversity Hawke's Bay recently, and I think they've got over 100 little groups that they sort of are the big overseers of all environmental groups. And a lot of um, within small communities, they're planting up their own stream. Uh, With Rotary, we had that big planting in uh, Maggie's Way recently in Taradale. Um, Taradale and Green Meadows Clubs have had a project at Dolbell Reserve planting for about 30 years, I believe. We've been planting along our pathways down at West Shore. The Napier Clubs had a had a project there recently. I planted so, in Tutera for some years. That's or, right. I yes, Tutera is saving is, the lake up there yes. and trying to and get forest it. and bird are doing a lot of planting. There's a yeah, lot of groups. Yeah. We have done a lot of save the wetland projects around Talks Bay, haven't we, over the years? Yes, we can. Need to keep mm. going, though. We do, because we 90% of our going. wetlands were... Um, All right. Rotary International has put out good literature, good statements for us to, to take cognizance of. Have you got for us one of Rotary International's statements that is pretty recent that they've waved under yes. our noses? Well, I think um, because climate change is a little bit of a titchy subject and people don't like mentioning it, it's, it's actually in the last six months or so since COP26 last November, I think it's, um, it's been on the news a lot more and people are a little bit more relaxed. So Rotary did have a statement, um, did put out a statement about that, and just to um, briefly uh, quote a small portion of that statement, um, that but we understand that climate change is real, it is a serious emergency, we must start now, and there is still hope. So Rotary does recognise that climate change is a problem, and there's a lot of projects going on already, actually, to help... Um, combat the effects of climate change. 
A wee few minutes back, you mentioned that Melbourne was actually a bit of a leader as regards the environmental work that they're doing. What are they doing over there that we can perhaps pick up and bring back to New Zealand to improve what we're doing here? Um, Some of their projects, one of the ones I really like is Rotarians for Bees. Bees? Bees. Mm, Now, I think that actually is not just a... um, Australian project I think it started in Canada actually with Rotary but the bee population in the world is declining and of course bees pollinate a lot of our food but they've really picked this up in Melbourne and Victoria and they've done a lot of roadside planting of wildflowers they've put out pamphlets for people as to what to plant for bees Uh, so they've picked that one up there's, we could um, do that quite easily in Hawke's Bay, could, couldn't we? With we all could. our apples and all the fruit and vegetables yes. that we grow here, we have a huge requirement for pollination. So adding some we extra do. bees would never go amiss, surely. Yes, uh, no, I th- absolutely. I think that would be um, go down well here. Yeah. And they've had a big project with um, solar panels they've sent to Timor-Leste. They've got a recycling rope project they've got recycling playgrounds um, because often things get a little bit old off they go to the landfill Um, as I mentioned before the food waste program Uh, and cleaner cook stoves is one I really like and I believe there's a little solar cook stove too because in developing countries um, people spend a lot of time collecting fuel just enough so they can cook the food for their family and this is uh, well, it can take them up to five hours a day to collect this. It's often not safe. It's often women who do this collecting. They cut down trees and saplings to get the fuel. So to give them an easy option, and it's keeping them away from education and their families. So to have a clean, efficient cook stove, um, and they're only, I believe, a little over $200 each. I think that's a wonderful project. That, it is, um, isn't it? Can... So is that something that Rotary Oceania is doing or is it part of they an are. international project? Because within Rotary Oceania, there's actually Rotary Climate Action Team. They call that's right. And they have a lot of projects. Um, they've identified over 80 what they call climate solutions and... It probably covers all the seven areas of focus. Um, For example, educating women and girls is considered a climate solution because helping people is helping the climate. And all projects are valuable. Um, So, as I said, they're all intertwined and there's a lot of good things going. There are a lot of good things going. going. Your group also covers the Pacific Islands. Are there specific projects that we should perhaps be helping with or financing or, I don't know, holding Um, hands with clubs in the Pacific? Yeah, I think at the moment with the uh, crisis in Tonga, we've Rotary sent a lot of um, aid. We've sent yes, a lot we of have. yes, um, yes, we have. The and we were fortunate so, with things like the emergency response kits that they were actually right, stored were in Tonga, all yes. ready to go in case of emergencies. So that kind of thing is yes, really. We've always had projects in yeah, um, we in have. the Pacific, haven't we? And Let's talk a little bit because we I know we'll run out of time because there's always too much. To talk about when you do a big topic like this one Lynn but let's talk about things that we as individuals and we as rotary clubs here in Hawke's Bay can actually do to make 
us feel as if we are contributing in some way. One of the things you talked to me about was the setting up of a regional park in Ahariri. What is being planned and is it likely to go ahead? As far as I know, this is very much for the councils, Napier City Council and the Hawke's Bay Regional Council. And as far as I know, it's... It is likely to go ahead, but they haven't really started yet. They have to set up a working committee, and I've been told that's three or four years away. I'm probably not the best person to ask about this, but it is returning some of that uh, land around the estuary back into wetland into a regional park, which would so be wonderful. So south of the airport, that but area, the, is it? No, I think it's... Oh, I beg your pardon, yes, yes. South uh, of sort of the Prevenson... Um, Backing drive, into Prebitson yes, Drive yes. And, and the stop banks along there. Yes, yeah. Do, do, have you any idea what they want to do? I presume there will be lots of planting going on there. We'll I'm be able sure to there plant. will be lots of planting, <laughs> but they're also, of course, going to need the water engineers, and it's a very fragile environment as it is. Um, so there's a lot of planning that to go in because already that is a valuable wildlife um, it is, area. It? Yes. yes. What sorts of birds nest around there or come to that area for feeding? Well, of course, we have a godwits. We do have godwits, and I know you love the godwits. And Napier is one of the few cities in the world, I believe, you can go downtown and see godwits. We've had about 250 this year, and they fly nonstop from Alaska. They breed in Alaska, come down here for their winter and our summer. And during that time, they double their body weight, they molt and get all ready for the big flight back north, Which and they'll be heading off around now, March. Around about <coughs> March, they will start going back up to Alaska. What other kinds of birds visit us? Well, we us, get then? a few other migratory birds. We get Pacific golden plovers, red knots, sharp-tailed sandpipers, pectoral sandpipers, but very few of those ones, um, redneck stints we've had. We quite we've like We've got a wimbrel here at the we? moment too, yes. Yeah. And then there's our wonderful own New Zealand dotterel they, um, and the banded dotterels. They nest... Um, so the banded dotter will nest along the beaches. Uh, they have the a lot of bittern is a bit of a worry, isn't it? It is, um, but we are hoping to get some protection in there for them. When um, do we have? When do they have their babies? Th- they start about early August, actually. In August, they'll come onto the beach. So it's, we're really trying to uh, have some area that's roped off with signage. It's not a very big area, but we just ask people to keep their dogs on leads and. What while they're nesting? Do you think that we, as residents of Napier City, and that's you and I, we both live in the boundaries of Napier City, are we aware of what is going on in our own environment, or could we do better at this? I think we could do better. It's all in education. Um, we also have um, our black-billed gull, which is the rarest gull in the world. They often sit, they nested at the West Shore Scrapes this year. We have oyster catchers and terns nesting around our shores. Uh, yeah, the New Zealand dotter or the banded dotter. So there's a lot of birds that do nest on our um, on our shores right here in Hawke's Bay. Mm, mm. We've also got endangered plants. We do. We I don't know a lot about plants, area. but I. Yes, and there's a lot of very invasive plants. Oh, that, yeah, we, um, we've got some horrors yes, there that, are, that could go mm. somewhere different, I think, rather than invade our area. We don't actually want them there. How do we sit for the future? And we're going to run out of, of time here. Well, Maybe we need another chat sometime. But are we looking good for the future? 
We just have to believe that the future will be good. We have to hope, have hope, and uh, just try. It's never too late to do as much as we can do. And it's a bit of a sliding scale. The more we do, the less the bad effects will be. The less we do, the worse the effects of climate change will be. And uh, we can only do what we can do, but we, yes, we must have hope. We must have hope. And also we need to pass that hope on to the younger ones, don't we? Do. We do, yeah. They need to buy into the yeah. hope for the I future. I think they're very aware. There's a lot of young people who are very aware. Yes. Yeah. It's nice when they do something to contribute, though, isn't they it? They do. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of wonderful young people. That, that makes it much more positive, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, fellow Rotarian Lynn Anderson from the Rotary Club of Ahuriri in Napier. Thank you for being my guest on Rotary Wheels. If you think that contributing to your community via Rotary is something you would like to check out, start with a Google search of the Rotary Club of Ahuriri. Or if a breakfast meeting might suit you better, Google the Rotary Club of Ahuriri Sunrise. If all this is way too hard, just for Radio Kidnappers and they'll put you in touch with me. To learn more about Rotary on the international stage or Rotary's work in Oceania, there is much online that you can access. Please join me every Monday morning just after the 10 o'clock news to meet another interesting Rotarian from your local community. I'm Lynn Trafford. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.